What do healthy and unhealthy boundaries look like? This is Scott Wiley, and you're listening to the Practical Christian Counseling Podcast. Last week and this week, we're talking about boundaries, those imaginary property lines around us that mark what is ours to preserve and be responsible for and what isn't really our responsibility at all. Today, I want to look at different patterns of unhealthy boundaries in relationships, and I think it's helpful to try to picture a few of those so that you can maybe do a little diagnosis of your own relationships. So let's jump in. The first kind of unhealthy boundary you might call the border wall. This is where you put up a tall and thick wall around yourself that others cannot penetrate. Usually when someone puts up such a big wall, it's because they don't want to get hurt. They were hurt in the past and they said never again. And they can't really tell the difference between who is safe and who isn't, so they put up a wall where they don't trust anyone. They don't interact with people except on a very limited basis. They don't take advice or give it. They don't reveal any of their vulnerabilities for sure. Basically, they just don't take any risk in relationships where it might be possible for them to be rejected or taken advantage of or betrayed or otherwise hurt. Well, the wall is an unhealthy boundary style because not only does it keep out the bad, it also keeps out the good. People with walls are very lonely people. They struggle to do it all themselves because they can't accept outside help. And they live in fear. In fact, their whole approach to relationships is built on fear. A person with walls really needs to learn to discern between safe and unsafe people and take the risk to let safe people speak into their lives. Maybe come alongside and help them. Maybe even be vulnerable with them so that they have a true human connection. Well, another unhealthy boundary is known as enmeshment. So to picture this, picture two circles with a person inside each circle. Now overlap those circles so that they're almost exactly on top of each other with both people inside them. Enmeshed pairs have almost no boundaries between them. That means there's no real distinction between where one person ends and the other begins. A whole family can be enmeshed actually. They can hardly function independent of each other at all. One person in a pair would never make any decision, no matter how small or inconsequential, without the approval of the other. They don't have any separate hobbies or activities or social groups to speak of. In fact, they usually don't have any social groups at all other than each other. They're completely incapable of self-direction without the other person. Enmeshment is extremely unhealthy because it prevents people from developing a sense of self. It causes their worlds to become very small. It hinders outside relationships and it even gets in the way of learning how to regulate their emotions. Children of enmeshed families are less able to deal with stress or assert themselves effectively in the wider world. In other words, they don't cope well without the parent directing their lives. Then there's the boundary buster. This is the person who has no respect for another person's boundaries at all. They may have strong boundaries themselves, defending against other people's incursions, but they are often guilty of violating other people's boundaries. And they do this by using and manipulating people or intimidating others to do their bidding. They assume that what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine too. They presume upon your time, they presume upon your possessions, your money, and even your space. 
Bullies, thieves, and rapists are among the most extreme examples of boundary busters. Boundary busters don't respect your dignity, your opinions, your values, your decisions, your free will, or even your body. With boundary busters, you have no voice in the relationship, if you could call it a relationship at all. Another, vari another variety of the boundary buster is the rescuer. The rescuer doesn't respect your personal boundaries either, but they believe it's for your own good. They believe they're helping you. They are motivated by deep compassion, or at least they feel like they are. So they jump into your hoop and start making your decisions for you and take care of the stuff that you should be able to take care of yourself. They feed you, clothe you, do your laundry, make your doctor appointments, pay your bills, fill out your employment applications, do your taxes, and even do your homework. They try to solve all your problems for you without you having to do much of anything. Why do they do this? Because they think that you're totally incapable of running your life, and if you fail, they fail. If you have weak boundaries, you'll just let them do all this for you, and now you have an enmeshed relationship. Finally, there's the space invader. This is another style of boundary buster, except this person jumps completely out of her own hoop and into yours. She runs your life while leaving her own life completely unattended. She doesn't deal with her own issues, problems, or responsibilities because she's entirely engrossed in making sure that everyone else does what they're supposed to do. This might come from a high need for control combined with a little feeling of control, so the efforts to control are all aimed at other people. Well, to grasp what healthy boundaries might look like, picture a circle with a person inside, and at various points around the perimeter of the circle, there are little gates that can be opened and shut. When a loved one comes along to help out, a gate can be opened. When a boundary buster comes along, the gate can be shut. When intimacy is desired with another person, both people can open their gates and connect with each other, but they stay, each stay inside their own circle for the most part. As Cloud and Townsend, the authors of the, of the book Boundaries say, healthy boundaries keep out the bad while letting in the good. They aren't border walls, but neither are they made of silly string. And people with healthy boundaries will also respect the boundaries of others. They won't bust through them or try to jump into someone else's hoop to take over their lives. Well, I hope this has helped to clarify boundaries for you a little bit more as you seek to have healthy relationships in your life. Tomorrow, we'll take a look at exactly how you set good boundaries. On Friday, Julie Norwood and I will be talking more about boundaries on the, life, on the show, Lifestyles of the Saved and Sane. It's on 97.9 The Breeze during the 8 o'clock morning hour. You can find it online at 97.9thebreeze.com. Remember, this podcast is just helpful general information. It's not a substitute for face-to-face -face counseling with a professional. And if I can be of help to you, please don't hesitate to contact me. You can find all my information on my website, practicalcc.com. If you're struggling with unhealthy boundaries and it's causing you distress or you, your relationships just aren't working, please give me a call or shoot me an email to scott at practicalcc.com. Until next time, let Christ be your guide and love wisely.